Welcome to another episode of Life's a Garden. Life, where anything and everything that you want out of it is 100% obtainable. You just have to reach out and take it. You know, earlier today I saw a video of a little boy telling his mom, you can be whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. And that's so true. It's so true that a child knows that. You just got to put in the work, put in the effort, and you got to want it. Dare to try. Chase whatever you want. Make life whatever you want. Like I said, you just have to reach out and take it. You got to put in the effort. And anything that you want out of life, you can have it. You just got to do it. That's it. Like Nike says, just do it. We got a lot to talk about today. It's it's a big episode. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I'm excited to talk about it. And I'm excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. And I appreciate you as always. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, do all that. Tell your friends. And, um... Yeah, why don't we just go on ahead and get right into it. It's episode 99 of Life's a Garden. Episode 99. That is so unbelievable. It seems like, honestly, just yesterday, I started this thing. When I think back to all the episodes, all the guests, all the time and effort put into doing this, and, I mean, when you look back at at anything in life, and just when you break things down by time, it really is a long time. Like, it really has been a, a lot. I mean, 99 episodes, that's nuts, man. I got 99 episodes, and a bitch ain't one. <laughs> um, I got 99 problems. No, it's, it is, it's, in, it's incredible. And, uh, um, thank you so much to everybody for, for this journey. Um, I can't believe next week is going to be episode 100. And, and let me tell you right here, right now. I've been planning episode 100 for quite some time, and you can expect nothing less than excellence, and, and just, it's going to be big. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be probably the biggest episode I've ever done. I'm putting a lot into it. I mean, I, I hope for the best out of it, and you're just going to have to wait and see, but I've been, I've been highly preparing for this episode. I mean, it's just one of those mile markers, you know, 100 episodes and it's just right around the corner and I'm excited to share that with you. I'm excited to, I'm excited to share today with you, uh, 99, man, 99 bottles of beer on the wall, the most boring fucking song. Who in God's name came up with that? Jesus, some asshole, 99 podcasts of life's a garden, 99 podcasts of life to keep on digging it. Ah, 
But yeah, so 99 episodes, man. And thank you so much again for all of it. It's been a pleasure to, I mean, I look back on episode one and it's just, it's, it's horrible. Like, let's be honest. You can tell the, the process and like, I'm just getting used to it and I'm, and I'm copying a lot of my favorite guys and kind of just doing that. But here we are 99 episodes later and I feel like I've become my own voice. I've done We've, we've created something here. This is something special, and I am very proud of this, and I hope it's something that you've enjoyed. I hope it's something that you've um, been able to follow 99 straight weeks. And that's just it, too. 99 straight weeks. That's crazy. No stops. I've never missed a week. And uh, I don't plan on doing it anytime soon, so we'll keep the train rolling. But let's keep rolling with today. Let's go on to the episode. We got a lot to talk about. And you know what? I'm only going to talk about the really hard-hitting, important issues. Not Ukraine. Come on. Not COVID, which isn't even, it never was real and it's not around anymore. Even though some places are getting back into lockdown, which is absolutely nuts. But no, we're not talking about those hard-hitting issues. No, 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 no. We got to talk about the real, actual, hard-hitting issues that are affecting everybody's daily life. And that is the Johnny Depp defecation trial. Excuse me, excuse me. Defamation trial with uh, his ex-wife, Amber Turd. Heard? Amber Heard. Why do I keep doing that? What 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 what's going on with me? Oh, perhaps it's because she shit in his bed. If anything to be taken out of this trial, it's she shit in his bed. Now, among everything else, this is absolutely 100% the greatest reality TV show we've seen in a decade. You thought the OJ trial was was something to be watched? This is everything you'd ever want. And I'm not really even a fan of, like, I honest to God, didn't even know who Amber Heard was until all this stuff went down. Apparently she's... I mean, I, she's an actress, we know that, but I couldn't tell you, other than Aquaman, I couldn't tell you a single goddamn movie she's been in. I'm sure she's been in a few. Of course, everybody knows who Johnny Depp is, one of the biggest actors and, and just celebrities on the planet. Um, I, I, I like the Pirates movies, and like, he's, let's just say this, let me just say this, he is truly an actor. Like, there's actors who are in movies, but they kind of just are the same character. Then there's actors like Johnny Depp who literally transform and literally become a character. That's to me what acting is. You got the Gary Oldmans, you got the Christian Bales, um, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. These are like character, like actors who can, become different characters and they're they're the men of the the men of many faces from freaking game of thrones that never the story arc that never got used which was so stupid but anyway that's what they are they're they're the valamukados of the acting world 
and it's uh, it's interesting to watch Johnny Depp on the stand because he is such a good actor that you have it really truly is hard for me to kind of watch and think that he's being authentic. First of all, the only thing more full of shit than his bedspread is his accent. Uh, I what 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 is that? Like I I can't pinpoint where this accent comes from, like what it is, and it started to make me think, where is Johnny Depp from? I had no idea. I, I, I never researched it. I didn't know. I was like, maybe he went to school in England, or he went he went abroad and, and studied somewhere else, or ha, had a uh, you know maybe his family moved overseas and or or to some other foreign country where he developed like a mixed accent from America or and from his English speaking parents and his friends from overseas. You know what I mean? Like, so I had no idea. I didn't know. Turns out, he's from. Kentucky. Spent and then like I guess spent some time in Florida. I don't now far be it from me to assume what a Kentucky accent sounds like, but I don't think it sounds like a weird crossbreed of a British accent. Nonetheless, that's the way he talks, and I just don't understand. Like, it makes me think that he's just making it up. And and honestly, it kind of drives me nuts listening to him, like, retell the stories and stuff because he's he, he's so, like, overdramatically intricate in how he speaks. He's very like, well, uh, on the 4th of March, as I recall, uh... Stepped into the house and uh, looked over to my my right side, and uh, Miss Heard was hurling a bottle at me. And like, it's just, it, just say, yeah, I walked into the house and like she threw this bottle at me. That's how I. It's like she freaked out and she threw a bottle at me and it severed the tip of my finger. Just all these little intricate details of him. It's so bizarre. And you know what? Everybody's different. No judgment. But here's what I'll say about... Okay, first of all, let's just talk about the actual issues before we break it down into the jokes and whatnot. Uh, This is a a really... an, An issue, you know what I mean? And you know what? It truly does highlight the fact that women can also be abusers. Now, I understand. I totally get it. Not, you know, the higher majority of abusive relationships are probably from the men's side. But we don't know that. I think that's mostly, you know, I think that can definitely be attributed to just uh, uh, speculation and or um, stereotypes. Uh, I definitely think women can be emotionally abusive, for sure. Take it from me. I know <laughs> firsthand. Um, f- never physically abused. Now, I will say this also, okay? I am not advocating in the slightest to ever strike a woman. However, I will publicly come out and state... If a woman, I don't give a fuck 
if you're attacking me, I don't care if you're a man, a woman, or a they, them, if you're coming at me and I feel as though my life might be in any way, shape, form threatened, I'll knock a bitch out. You goddamn straight. You want equality? Hey, equality means you threaten me, you getting your fucking lights turned out. So let's just state that right now. I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're coming at me, and like, don't get me wrong. If I don't feel threatened, I'm not gonna do that, and I will, and I will make any effort to avoid that. I'm just saying. You want equality? This is what equality looks like. Nonetheless, um, it really does highlight the fact that women can be abusers, and it's it's good to know that he, that he can. Now let's let me also say this. While everybody is definitely backing him up in this, which based on evidence tells me he's definitely he definitely was abused. Let's not assume that he didn't ever do anything. I don't know that for a fact. And I think you know, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not just going to say that I'm not going to not uh absolve him of any wrongdoing in that relationship. But based on evidence that we've heard, sure, certainly seems like she was abusive towards him. Um, but just putting that out there of the fact that like there, this is a serious issue, and like it's obviously a she's suing, she's countersuing for defamation, he's countersuing for defecation and defamation, um, because he lost roles due to her accusing him of being an abuser himself. When it turns out she was abusing. Now let's get to some more of the particulars in this case. Of course I'm not going to not talk about the shit. The poop. The poop. The poop mouse. You pooped in my bed. What? Okay, first of all, what? That's so insane. Um, And like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I can't even believe that. But it's like, uh, fuck, I don't even remember what I was going to say. The, uh, oh, God. Yeah, the, um, oh, that's what I was going to say. So, you, there's a poor, there's, you know, you see all these compilations of, like, the, the weird stuff happening in the, in the trial, like, just all the, Clearly, she needs the money. Let me say that, too. She clearly needs the money because she could only af apparently afford the dollar store attorney team. Because that those guys are fucking clown shoes. If you've seen any of the compilations of these guys, they have no fucking clue what they're doing. They're, uh, hearsay. Hearsay. Uh, hearsay. One of them called hearsay on his own question. Uh, Just... Not just that, but it's like he he's asking. I remember at one point the lawyer was asking questions about uh, things that were said in like a hit piece magazine. It's like these are not facts; these are opinion pieces. They're not factual. These aren't like taken as quotes. And he's like, it's it's insane. Like these guys are dumb as Amber Heard's shit in the bed. Um, but anyways, there's a portion in in there where. The lawyer asks, 
you would you would consider yourself cons- um a larger person than her, right? And he says, I wouldn't say that. And she looks so like embarrassed by that answer, like, oh my God, like I can't believe he said that about me. However, when he meant when he's telling the story of how she shit in his bed, total stone face. Just the 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 image of her like this, this as he's as he's recounting the story of the time she took a dump in his bed no no wince no cringe whatsoever no like not a single sign of embarrassment that's what i call a cold bitch when you can tell the story about how your ex-wife shit in your bed on on nationally syndicated broadcasting and not blink an eye. That's a cold heart bitch. But as cold as her heart might be, she has clearly got to have a fire coochie because if she did all that, if she shit in his bed and she fucking broke his a bottle over his finger and... Uh, just all this abuse, and he still stood by her for as long as he did. That coochie's gotta be a fucking wildfire! Right? I can only imagine. And she's been with the who's who, I might add. She's been with Depp, she's been with James Franco, and... I didn't know this until now. Elon Musk. I think that, like, apparently that's where her, like, fame really blew up was when she was with Elon Musk. I had no idea. I don't know a ton about Elon, but at least his, like, dating life. But, and then I guess Elon's going to uh, appear in in the, uh, he's going to be a witness as well, or he's going to take the stand in that trial also, which is interesting. And, uh, also another person who's been highly touted in the news lately, Mr. Elon Musk bought Twitter. Interesting, uh, development there. Now, let me just start off by saying this personally, and being, I'm, you know, me, I've said it before. I'm an independent. I fall in the middle. I, politics are very, like, I don't give a fuck, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care about politics. And and uh, I think both sides are extremely hypocritical. I think both sides are, you know, at least the extremes. And um, it's, it's, it's honestly, like, just hilarious to me, ultimately. But this is a good thing. I will say that. I think tw- him buying Twitter is a good thing. I think it is... Much better, like, honest, well, also let me say this, Twitter, fuck it, like, Twitter sucks, I don't have one, I've never had one, um, it's apparently the biggest platform for free speech, that's like, you know, that's a big deal, the the thing of it is, the people running Facebook before did a lot of bad things for free speech. And 
from what Elon Musk says is he wants to restore that. If if online is going to be the centerfold for sp- free speech in today's world, and if Twitter is going to be at the forefront of that, then then you can't dictate how free speech is going to be done. Now, that being said, with Elon Musk buying Twitter, it's got the left absolutely losing their fucking minds. And I wonder why. Hmm. Let's think about that for a second. Why would the left really just absolutely hate this move? Maybe it's because they're the ones who got their way on that platform. You know what I mean? The amount of people on the right who were banned from Twitter, namely Donald Trump, and that's the other thing. They're freaking out because, oh my god, the dead man's gonna come back. We can't stand the fact that Donald Trump might come back to Twitter. Figure out your life, people. That's what your that's your biggest concern? Jesus God. But anyway, the amount of people who got banned from uh from Twitter that were on the right, and then the amount of people on the left who also say the wildest shit, and they don't face any consequences. Like, that's an imbalance. That's a problem. The other problem the left seems to have, well, and like I said, that's the reason they're in such a hissy fit, is because they are not going to get their way anymore. They're not going to get to just absolutely shove their agenda down your throat with no competition in whatsoever. That's number one. Number two, the other reason they're so upset is because... They are under this weird, like, un- insane assumption that it's just going to be the Wild West of free speech on on Twitter. Like, as if uh, Musk isn't going to put in place. And they also think he's going to just, like, straight up run it. No. He's going to put, like, who he thinks are the best qualified people to run it. And, of course, he's going to have final say, I'm sure, on a lot of stuff. But... They're so worried that he's going to just, like, open it up for free... Like, everyone's going to be racist, and everyone's going to, like, be... It's hate speech everywhere, and and just people... You know, all this... I absolutely doubt it, dude! I doubt... Like, you really think he's going to, like, just let everybody say whatever they want? Like, there's going to be levels to... I mean, you can't just go out and, like, dock somebody, or you can't go on there and, like... Uh, threaten people like that's not only a that's not a problem of free speech that's like a bigger problem of that you know what I mean what they're saying is they're not going to count somebody talking about abortion being bad as hate speech you know what I mean they're not going to count certain ideologies as hate speech because when you umbrella term hate speech as whatever you deem as hate speech that's a problem you have to you have to specifically outline what is qualified as hate speech and that's the that's the thing i'm sure they're going to have some rules and regulations they think it's just going to be free roaming insane insane to even remotely think that that's going to happen and i'm like here's another thing that i want to say about this whole thing it it blows my mind that the left 
let me just say this too. Yeah, the people, and also before I get to this other point, the people on the right are just like champion, champion, oh God, championing Musk for doing this. Now, yes, because they're going to be able to have more of a voice than they do currently, but it's not like, it's not going to be exactly what they want either. And it is funny to think like, there's, here's where, here's where we go with hypocrisy. Okay. You got the people on the right who are just like, go Elon Musk. Yes. Like he's our guy. When he's all like, these are the people who don't want to register their guns. They don't want to uh, get vaccinated because they are afraid they're going to get put on a list or that they're going to get, you know, they don't want it. They don't want to get chipped by, you know, these are the QAnon fucking, you know, conspiracy theorists. They're like, if they're going to put the, the, uh, vaccine in me and they're going to fucking put, put, uh, implant a chip into me. Elon Musk wants to put a chip in your head. Neuralink. He, that's, that's. A big ultimate goal of his is to have everybody implanted with a chip. And those are the people that are championing him and and touting his name. But they were afraid they were going to get chipped with the vaccine. So that's one hypocrisy side. The left just fucking hates his guts. And I'm like, why? My question is just truly, why do you hate this guy? Is it because he's a rich white guy? Is that really what it is? Well, let's just think about that for a minute. Because let me paint you a quick picture of the world we live in right now. We live in a world where a white man can win woman of the year and be touted as a hero. People cheer them like a hero. You have a white man who claims to be black, Sean King, and is one of the most influential people in the Black Lives Matter movement and is looked at as a hero. But a white man who buys Twitter, by the way, an immigrant from South Africa, therefore technically making him African-American at the forefront, the absolute forefront of, of battling climate change by heading the biggest electric car company um, wants to improve our world of free speech and that's the guy who is deemed a villain? I'm confused. Are you confused? Because I'm confused. Seems a little ass backwards if you ask me. Are we living in the upside down? Because if you ask me, those are all very liberal things. You got a guy who's an immigrant, comes here like lives the american dream becomes the richest man in the world uh, by starting by starting companies one in which is to battle climate change it helps to battle climate change i that, are these not like big problems that that the left fights for and he's doing those things 
Like, I don't get it. And the only thing that it comes down to to me is that he's a rich white guy. Well, you got another rich white guy out here named Bill Gates, who everyone champions as a hero. But he probably was involved in giving us COVID and is almost certainly a pedophile. And he's a rich white guy. But you love him. Was seen on Epstein, you know, was good buddies with Epstein. More than likely fucked some kids. And uh, is weirdly obsessed with vaccines. Right during a time when everyone got COVID. Probably no no chance that he had anything to do with any of that. Whether he had anything to do with making the disease or anything, I doubt it. But you goddamn know he profited off of that shit. And that's the guy that's the hero and the other guy's the bad guy? Think about that for a goddamn second. Is that not absolutely nuts? The, The hypocrisy of it all. As always, though, nothing new there, I will say that. But Elon buying Twitter is a good thing. I'm saying that right now. I don't... I mean, the the best thing he could do is buy it and then just fucking delete it. Just get rid of it. Honestly. And that's the other thing. They're, everyone's like, it's gonna be a... Fuck, it's just gonna be a hate speech in, in uh, landscape of, of the Twitter world. That's already what it is, dummy. That's already what it is. You already have... You know what Twitter is? Twitter is for fucking Karen soccer moms and uh, uptight celebrities and freaking uh, conspiracy theorists like... uh, What's it called? The... uh, the right wing, cons- right and left wing conspiracy theories, it- and politicians to just bitch at each other. You know who doesn't do Twitter? Who doesn't get in on Twitter? Regular people. Twitter's f- Twitter is already a war zone. It's already a place where people get on there and just fight and bitch and complain and argue and spout nonsense and tell lies. And it's 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 not. Good stuff. <laughs> and it's also a place where, you know, most left-wing media gets more attention. It gets promoted more. People get shadow banned. Also, he's going to try and stop bots. He wants to make everybody, like, authenticated on there. They have to be authenticated to have a profile. You can't, like, have a fake profile. Doesn't that back up the left also? Because you bitched enough about how the Russians colluded in the elections, mostly using Twitter bots. Do you know how many Russian bots and Chinese bots go out to, to cause so many of these arguments and to, and to stoke the fires? And he wants to stop that. But he's a bad guy for that. God damn him for doing that. Jesus. We need those bots. We need people to get angry. I mean, does it not seem odd to you that that's a pr- that people have a problem with this guy doing this stuff? How does that not seem like a good thing? 
is my question. I don't understand. So, that's my piece on that. The only thing left for Elon Musk to do at this point with his money is to just become Batman. Speaking of Batman, I just saw the new Batman movie. It was about two weeks ago that I actually saw it, but I haven't had a chance to talk about it on here. And I haven't talked about a new movie in a while because uh, there aren't very many of them anymore. People don't really make good movies anymore. But of course, the superhero movie genre still reigns supreme over the movie landscape. And um, yeah, so here's what I'll say about it, okay? Separating it from the other Batman movies, which you always have to do, you can't, I mean, you can compare them, but you have to look at them in a different light because they're trying to do something different with each one. And I understand that, and I appreciate that. I wouldn't want them to make this Batman like the Christopher Nolan Dark Knights trilogy. I, w- I wouldn't want that. And they didn't. They did a very good job. I will say that. They really, really nailed this. Um, I liked how they honed in more on the detective side of it. It was more of the, you know, solving of the puzzle so to say, it was them trying to figure it out and he was using his detective skills because that's like one of the, I mean, that's his truly biggest um, superpower, so to say, is that he's the world's greatest detective. Um, I like that they had him as a young Batman, like he was kind of inexperienced, still like trying to figure it out. He, he said he'd only been doing it for two years and you can see where like he's using the fly suit and he like, hits the bridge and stuff, so he's not super... Also, before I really get diving into this, spoiler alerts if you haven't seen it, but um, he's kind of somewhat inexperienced. Um, I really liked Robert Pattinson as the as Batman. I thought he did a really good... He wasn't doing the obnoxious, like, where is she? He does, like, alter his voice, which is... It makes sense to do that. But he doesn't do it in like a weird, obnoxious way. It's it's very more like the animated series. However, I don't necessarily buy him as a Bruce Wayne. I can see I can see him definitely as a young Bruce Wayne, like not quite the philanthropist and like uh, bachelor type that he becomes later. So I should look at it more in that light. He's definitely more of a, like, struggling, disturbed... You know, he's kind of the... He's the vengeance side of Bruce Wayne. And he's struggling with it because he's just kind of starting to get involved in it. So I can appreciate it for that. It would be interesting to see him more in that, like, bachelor, you know, rich guy kind of Bruce Wayne mode. Because I like... I really like... um, uh, What's his name? From the Dark Knight, I like him as as uh, Chris uh, Chris Christopher, isn't that his name? Whatever, I, I'm so bad with names. Um, but Christian Bale, it's Christian Bale. Um, I like him as a better as a Bruce Wayne, not necessarily as a Batman, as a Bruce Wayne. Also, there are some absolutely beautiful shots in this movie the scene where he's chasing the penguin also colin farrell as a penguin wow casting was really good in this 
the guy who played the Riddler, amazing. I didn't like the Riddler when he was doing the mask stuff. It seemed a little... It really reminded me a lot of them trying to do the Joker thing from Dark Knight. And I didn't really like that as much as I liked him as the Riddler when he was like in jail. And he was just like himself. That was good. He played that role so well. But the scene when he's chasing the penguin on the bridge, the way that shot, when it jumps through the fire, and then he's just walking. Dude, that was a great shot. There's another one later on where I think it's a fight scene. I'd have to go back and watch. But I remember just thinking to myself, like, that's a good shot, too. I like how they they, uh, involve the crime families more, like the Falcones and the Maronis. They talk more about that. Never been a fan of Catwoman. And again, she didn't really add a lot to this movie. Like, it was kind of just the love interest type thing. And I've never really enjoyed Catwoman as a character in general. But as we know from history, while she might be the love interest, she's never going to get her kitty licked because Batman doesn't do that. I still cannot believe a comic book writer or whoever it was came out and said, they had to say that Batman doesn't eat women out. Like, it's one thing to think that and be like, you know, I don't think that Batman would ever really do that. I don't think that's the type of guy that he is. I don't think Bruce Wayne's that type of guy. It's one thing to think that to yourself, but to think it so much that you have to go out and tell everybody that? Insane person. Why would you ever do that? I mean, I think a lot of weird things about characters and but I don't just broadcast them. I'm not like, you know, I, I don't know necessarily that Scooby-Doo would be into like butt play. That seems like something he wouldn't do. Shaggy, on the other hand, I could see it like who, what, why? Okay. Anyway, that being aside, um, never been a fan of Catwoman. She good actress though in the movie and an overall good story. Dark toned. It was a little hard to see some of the things at certain times. But the story was really good. Like I said, my favorite aspect of the whole movie was that it was it was more focused on the solving of the crime. It took you through that like, you know, that aspect of it and I really enjoyed that. However, That all being said, and I've only seen it the one time, so maybe if I go back and watch it again, I might change my mind, but I doubt it. A lot of people are saying this is the greatest Batman movie ever made, and I'm here to say no. It still does not compare to The Dark Knight, and honestly, it's really going to be hard, at least in my eyes, this is my opinion, in, you know, it's going to be really hard to pass that up. It's for me at least because the story's so good, the acting is so good, it flows so well, the action is so, you know, and it was groundbreaking, and it, it still holds up to this day. Such a like that movie is is that movie's a top ten movie in my mind for me. I I will say it was probably on par, about as good, if not maybe even better than The Dark Knight Rises. Definitely better than Batman Begins, for sure. I like that they didn't do like an origin story. We didn't need that. Everyone knows who Batman is at this point. 
And honestly, I don't think it was better than Joker either. Like, I really liked Joker. It was just, the Joker is just a good movie in general. Now, for just talking Batman movies, because technically Joker isn't a Batman movie, then the Batman, this new Batman movie, would probably be number two to me. But it does not surpass The Dark Knight. And if we're comparing movies straight up side by side, it doesn't pass Joker. Joker is better than that as well. But because Joker is just a great story. Like, they did really good with that story. And in a way, I don't really count Joker as much of a Batman movie either because it's not even technically the story of the actual Joker. So, it's it, we're just splitting hairs at this point when it comes to that. But, nonetheless, great movie. Absolutely. One of the best, for sure. Top three Batman movies in my eyes. And uh, they've already confirmed they're going to do another one. And I'm excited. I will say this too. One more thing before I get off the Batman nuts. Uh, I They're already teasing for a Joker. And based on the little bit that I've seen, not super stoked. It's It's truly been hard for people to surpass Heath Ledger's Joker. Because he did it so well and so original. That I think people are trying too hard to do that. I wish they would try to be more like a Mark Hamill style animated Joker. But we'll see. I'm not going to I'm not going to crucify him yet until I actually see how they do. So we'll just have to wait and see. Speaking of detectives, by the way, there's been there's a show that I've gone back to and been rewatching as of late. It's one that I've watched a lot of growing up and um, it's just one that I've kind of gotten hooked on and I've watched quite a few episodes and that show of course is yes indeed law and order and not just any Law & Order, of course, the best Law & Order, which you should know, is Law & Order SVU. Because, in the criminal justice system, sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. In New York City, the dedicated detectives that investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Special Victims Unit. And those are their stories! And I like their stories. Now, honestly, the real reason that I enjoy that show so much is uh, it reminds me of my grandma. Because, of course, my grandma watched it, right? It's kind of an old person's show. And it's funny to me because I was just saying a couple weeks ago about how so much television is, like, kind of shitty. Like, it's it's, it's not, not bad. Like, shitty in, like, a disturbing, dark, like, way of... It's just bad stuff like death and rape and, you know, murder and and fear. It's fierce. It's fear stuff. And there really isn't anything worse than Law & Order SVU when it comes to that aspect of things. Granted, there's things that are definitely more gory and more, you know, true. But when you're talking, like, literally the show is about rape and pedophilia like that's the main thing it's usually rape and pedophilia and but for some reason and it's the longest running law and order out of all of them for some reason 
it's kind of the it's I'm not alone in saying that it's the best Law and Order. It's clearly the best Law and Order. Everybody likes that one. A lot of it has to do with the casting. Christopher Maloney, who plays Detective Stabler, or as my brother used to say when we were kids, Detective Stapler. Um, uh, he was once he left. Honestly, that's when the show really took a a nosedive. And like I've just been watching those older seasons, season four, five, six. Ice T is in it. Gotta love Ice T. I think Ice T's still in it. Ice T and Marish Gahargate, who plays Olivia. <clears throat> and I don't really watch any of the newer episodes. It's, it's more about the old ones because it's nostalgic. And I do remember, like they are good stories. Like they, they really do. Uh, and, that, and that's kind of what the Batman honestly reminds me of is like how they tell a law and order story, the way they like kind of are figuring it out and you're along for the ride. And that's what I enjoy about those shows. It's like, you're kind of trying to figure it out too. And the problem is I've seen all of them. So I already know who did it. And it is kind of fun to look back and, or like already know who did it and like kind of follow the trail and see how it all plays out. Um, but truly, first of all, can we just say this, like, is there honestly a better opening theme song than I could honestly make love to this music, not I couldn't fuck to this music. I could make love to this music. It's like it i it's one of those opening themes that i don't skip i listen to it every time it's like game of thrones you've got to listen to the opening theme every time listen to that. so groovy baby god damn Bill Gates is a pedophile. Do an episode where they uh, go arrest Bill Gates. <laughs> or better yet, do an episode where you're talking about the domestic violence between uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. That's what we would call law and odor. <laughs> it appears she uh, shit in his bed. Freaking Detective Stabler just, like, looking over the sheets. Uh, Olivia, you might want to take a look at this. Blood? Mm, not quite. <laughs> oh, God. Well, they do that stuff, too, like domestic batteries and stuff like that. It's mostly homicides, though. Children, things like that. And you know what I've noticed from going back and watching these? Two things that almost every episode has. <sighs> First off... They, not every episode, but so often, and especially Stabler, Stabler does this more than it, and Olivia kind of does it, when they have a, a suspect, not even, it's just a suspect, just some guy or woman, dude, they fucking destroy them. Sometimes physically, but they're like, 
Stabler will be like, you know what I think? I think you tied her up and you beat the shit out of her because you, because you uh, are a child molesting piece of shit. And, he, and he's like, no, I didn't do that. And then it turns out he didn't. And Stabler just like accused him and like, he goes, I think you're a sick child mensing predator. And that's who you are. And he's like, no, I'm not. And he's not. And then it's like, because he was accused, like, because these people were, were like harshly accused of this, they lose their jobs and stuff. So they completely ruin people's lives who are just innocent people who just so happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time or knew the wrong person and happened to be one of the last people that saw them alive. So therefore, they're immediately indicted as, as a criminal. And it's just hilarious to me that they so often attack people on the show who are not the actual uh, suspect. <laughs> or everyone's a suspect, but the actual uh, perpetrator. The second thing that they absolutely love to do, and I love this part, they can't help but make arrests in front of big crowds. It's like... <laughs> the worst time to get arrested is when these people get arrested. Some like professor is teaching in front of a whole class and they just walk right on into the class. Just so like cocky. Like they know this guy's going down. He's standing there all confused and like right in front of the whole classroom. They're like, Mr. Johnson, you are under the, under arrest for the rape and murder of the 16 year old girl. And so now the whole class knows what he did or they'll go into a business meeting like the boss is leading this giant business meeting and they just walk right in mrs uh mrs literally can't think of a single last name except johnson mrs smith there you go g mrs smith you're under the arrest for the kidnap and murder of your eight of your uh, six-year-old son, your six-year-old stepson. So then, like the whole office knows what you've done. They love making arrests in front of the whole congregation. It's like a priest will be up there giving giving daily mass. They couldn't just wait till after mass or before. They had to do it right in the middle and arrest the priest in front of the whole congregation. It's fucking hilarious. And it's got to be the most, it would be the most embarrassing thing in real life to get arrested in front of like a whole group of people. Of the people that you're closest to. <laughs> so that was the other thing I noticed. But yeah, good old law and order, how I do love it. Now I will say this too. Um... Oh, and then, of course, like, the amount of people who just, like, run when they're innocent, right? You know, that happens in there, too. And that got me thinking, too. You know what annoys the absolute shit out of me? Is these videos of people who, like, actively have confrontations with police, right? You know what I'm talking about? Where people, uh, they, uh... The cops, it's usually body cam footage or, or no, 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 rather, rather it's the person holding their camera and the officer just on a routine pullover and, uh, the officer asking questions like, I don't answer questions. I don't answer questions. You're, 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 uh, 
impeding my my uh, liberties. Like you're 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 stepping on my freedoms. You're stepping on my freedoms. And it's like if you if you were innocent, you would just be fine with answering the fucking questions. So clearly, the people who are always like, I don't have to answer any questions. I don't have to answer any questions. You you have no like. Why, why, you know what I mean? Like, they're always confrontational to these police officers. And no shit you got tased, dumbass. Just, you know what would make that go a lot smoother? If you just turned the car off, had your hands visible where the cop wasn't ever nervous, you're polite, you're, you know, you just don't be confrontational. And guess what? Confrontation won't find ya. It's so goddamn annoying. And then they're like, why are you, why are you arresting me? Why are you being so violent with me? Maybe because you're a fucking asshole. God, those are so annoying. I've only ever been pulled over one time. And it went about as smooth as you could possibly imagine. The, the cop asked me, like, yeah, he, there was one point he did ask me where I was going. And you know what I said? To my friend's house. You know what I could have said if I was one of those dumbasses on the internet? I could have said, why is it any of your business? What does it matter where I'm going? Then immediately you're, like, you would never talk like that to just anybody, would you? If somebody was like, hey, where are you heading tonight? You'd say, oh, just to a buddy's house, just going to have some, some drinks with a friend or just going to go hang out with some friends. You wouldn't say, what the fuck business is it of yours? What do you care where I'm going? Because now you're just being a prick. So why do it why do it to antagonize the police? Just be nice, just answer the questions, and if you have nothing to hide, then you won't be trying to hide anything. That's the thing too. The people who don't try who who try to hide stuff typically have things to hide. Or who don't want to like it like participate or be uh just just be cool about it. Um, I will say this, and I, I can't believe it's taken 99 episodes for me to tell this story because this happened, I'm pretty sure, before I started this podcast. The one time I thought I was legit going to get in trouble by the police, I was at work. Okay, so here's the story. Um, I work at Toyota, for anybody who doesn't know at this point. I'm working at Toyota. The, the day before... We uh, a truck had gotten stolen from our lot, and uh, which is not the first time that's happened. That's happened a f- not not a lot, but it's happened a few times where vehicles have been stolen from our lot. And this was like a used vehicle, like that we have in the back lot, which is kind of by m- the shop I work in. And somehow this guy got keys and just took it. He just like the guy started the truck up and drove off and took it. And um, it was all the hubbub the very next day at work. Everyone was talking about it. And they were, you know, even me and the guys in the back were like, did they catch the guy on camera at all or, you know, whatever? Oh, that was another question. That was another reason everybody was talking about it. Because they found the truck right away. It was like the next day they brought it back. And it was all mangled to shit. They, this person wrecked it. There was like, you know, I don't know exactly what to happen. But, but they had wrecked the shit out of this truck. And so they had brought the truck back and it was all just like torn to shit. And so everyone's like, you know, like, oh, what happened? You know, 
some guy stole it last night. You know, so everybody's talking about it. It's a rumor. Um, but it was very clear that this person had to have gotten keys from somebody that worked there. How, how else would he have gotten them, right? And it was toward the end of the day, and my boss comes back. My, su- my like, supervising boss comes back, the service manager. And he's like, hey, can you uh, come, to, come, come with me for a minute? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, I'm chill. Like, I had nothing to hide. I, not- you know, whatever. Yeah, let me go. At first, I thought he was just going to ask me some, something about work. Then we pass his office and go to my general manager's office, who is in there with, you guessed it, a police officer. So we sit down, and I'm sitting there like, hmm, what the fuck is this all about? And so I start thinking, I'm like, well, maybe they think I saw something, or maybe they're just going to ask me if, if I had seen anything, you know, I don't know. So I'm just sitting there chill. They're sitting there looking at the, at the cameras and stuff, and I'm like just kind of waiting. And my boss looks up to me and goes, so um, as you can imagine, this is probably about, you, you, you would imagine this is about the truck that was stolen. I was like, okay, yeah, I, that, I kind of figured. And he's like, well, you were seen with the suspect. And I was like, excuse me? I was like, I wasn't even here last night. I was like, I was at the bar. You can ask anybody. Like, I, I was there. And he's like, no, 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 no. The truck was stolen at 3 o'clock yet, or at like noon yesterday. And I'm like, oh, like I didn't even know it was stolen at noon. And like, uh, the cop was so fucking certain that it was me that, that helped this guy out. Now, and, I, and here's the thing. I got super flustered. Like, I was freaking out because the, the cop and to an extent my boss were being very accusatory to me, like, to where they were, it seemed like they were undeniably certain that it was me who helped this guy steal this truck. So I, I'm, I get flustered and I'm freaking out. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Which all, all probably already made me look more guilty. Like I was not calm and collected in the least. You would think I would have just been like, no, I didn't like, because, and so I'm like, who's the suspect? I didn't see anybody. Like I didn't have any interaction with anybody. And I'm, I'm just already trying to like figure out how I'm going to prove my innocence because I didn't do it. And so they show me the tape, and it, so here's the thing: I walk home from work every day, and I and I and I go to lunch at home every day. So I walk out to the side of the building, and then I walk back into the building because I had forgotten my keys, <clears throat> which I will admit looked suspicious. And then I walk back out, and I'm on my phone, probably just on Facebook or something. And, and right as I walk back out, I just so happened to pass the guy who stole the truck. Now, in the video, there's no interaction. I don't touch the guy. I don't reach out to the guy. Because I can see where they probably thought I went back in, grabbed keys, and I'm on the phone with the guy. I'm like, hey, are you here yet? Are you here yet? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I could see that. So I understand the suspicion of me. But to think that I, who have, I have zero rap sheet i've never done anything bad i've never done anything like i had detention one time in school i've been pulled over one time in my life i've never had any history of criminality and for my first 
crime is to be like involved in Grand Theft Auto? Like that seems so bizarre. Anyway, so <clears throat> I just so happen to pass the guy. And then, and so they're asking me like, well, why'd you go back inside? I was like, cause I forgot my keys. I go grab my keys. You can physically see that. They're like, well, why are you on your phone? I was like, I'm probably just on Facebook or something. Well, like, probably just scrolling Instagram. And then they're like, um, well, why were you even walking that way? My boss didn't know that I go, that I live close by my works and I walk home every day. And my supervising manager was really cool. Like he seemed to believe that I could not have done this. And sure as shit, they found out it was a salesperson. And I'm not going to lie, only till recently have I felt like things weren't weird between me and my general manager. Like, it took a good couple years to, like, for, for things to not be awkward between me and him because it was like, I... I don't know, it was just because of the whole accusatory situation. And, and right away... He he had pulled me in his office that day and was like, look, I apologize for accusing you of this. Um, we just wanted to get to the bottom of it. And, you know, clearly you saw in the video, like, it looked a little suspicious. And I was like, I get it. Don't, don't get me wrong. I totally get it. And I appreciated him for apologizing to me for all that. But that was easily the, like, scariest thing that, like, as far as, like, law getting in trouble for law goes because I was like, I didn't do shit. And like, you think I did. And there's, I was like, put me up on a polygraph. I don't give a fuck. Like there's not, there's no way I did this. And I didn't. And obviously I didn't get in trouble for it, but that was the closest run in with the law that like never happened with me. That did happen, but nothing was ever, I wasn't going to get in trouble. Okay. Well, you know what? That pretty much wraps us up right there. Um, thank you. That's the last thing I want to say today. And I always say that. I always say thank you for listening. And I appreciate you for being here. And I truly mean that. But today, I want to thank you not only for listening to today's episode, but for listening to um, all the episodes or as many episodes as, as you've listened to, whether this is your first or you just started last week. Or maybe you've listened since day one. No matter what. No matter how many episodes you've listened to. Thank you so much for giving me a chance. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Because you're just as much a part of this podcast as I am. You know? Or anybody who's been on this podcast. The listeners. There's no point, you know, without an audience. Why would I do this? And so I just want to say thank you truly for everything for for giving me the opportunity and listening to me and hopefully throughout these 99 episodes I've been able to inspire you in some way I've been able to motivate you in some way um or or in the least bit I hope I've been able to make you laugh and I've been able to make you smile or just make your day a little bit better and entertain you in some facet. Um, that's always been the goal of this podcast. And I truly, truly appreciate you in any way taking the time out of your day to listen and to subscribe and to follow and to promote me if you have. Um, it means a lot. And 
It's insane to me that we've made it 99 episodes. Next week will be the 100th episode. It's going to be a big celebration show, and I'm pulling out the big guns. I promise you nothing but big things for next week. It's going to be a blast, and I cannot wait. And and just thank you so much. I got 99 problems, but y'all ain't one. I promise you that. Thank you again for everything, and I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. And I hope that you have a great day. I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great month. I hope you have a great life. And the only way to do that is to always remember that life's a garden. Dig it.